This is The Antidote on 92.7 FM.
Hey, Peter Brill and our online listeners. This is The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. Our opening track, Ashes, comes from a relatively new band called Washa. You know how you get a compilation album and there'll be one song that really stands out? Well, that's sort of how I first came to hear of Washa just a few months ago. Dwight Pendleton, the solo member of Washa, joined me a few weeks back to talk about what inspires and motivates him in his songwriting and to discuss his new release, The Bright Part One. Now listen in to our conversation and the music of Washa. Dwight Pendleton of Washa is here with us tonight. Dwight, thanks for meeting with The Antidote. Thanks so much for having me. Now, I know you're never supposed to ask an artist about how they chose the name for their band, but I really am curious. So what's the story to the name Washa? Well, I was, um, I knew that I wanted to have like a moniker to go by for my artistry. Like I wanted to have it differentiate from who I was as a person to who I am as an artist. So I decided to just like look through some bands that I liked and look through their lyrics just to find something unique and something that was different. And that would also, I thought was kind of would just match the vibe of like my lyrics and, um, the content and I was just looking through lyrics of one of my uh, favorite bands uh, The Soil and the Sun and I found this word washa and I decided to look it up because I, I thought it sounded cool and um, I found out that it's in like a, a different language like I think it's like an African language hmm. and it translates to um, rekindle uh, like to rekindle a dying flame and um, that's that's really like my goal as an artist is to speak life into those who hear my music or hear my lyrics, whether it's like they're reading them as, as they listen or they just hear them from the first time of hearing the song. That's what I'm trying to do with the songs is rekindle something in the listener that through the music and through the lyrics. Okay, and if someone were to ask you to describe your music, how would you answer them? Well, I definitely think it's experimental and um, overall, like in the well, most well-known genre, I would consider indie. But um, a genre that I've been going by recently is uh, Baroque pop because that would be um, like incorporating like orchestral elements into like modern music, which is what I've really been like striving to do, especially with this, um, this first full length. And sure, that does fit that label, doesn't it? (laughs) I'd hope.
but Wash's sound really comes across sounding like a full band. But I understand that you manage all of the instruments. Um, yes, most of them. But I also had um, some help with a few friends down here. Um, the way it kind of was is that like I would hear things in the song that I wanted to be done, and I knew that like I had a few friends that were very talented musicians, just like one of my friends is a drummer who's really good, and I wanted him to do some certain things on just a few of the songs and then I brought in another friend who is really good at producing and he did some stuff on the album as well but um most of it was like I would I would hear certain aspects of the song that I wanted to be done and I knew that that person would bring a certain element of their own into it that could better it okay but um yeah um, the majority of it was played and performed by me so now being friends, does that mean they were slave laborers? They did this for free? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mostly, but they did it willingly. I <laughs> You didn't have to do too much arm twisting. No, no. They were like, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Let's go back to your past. Like, Could you say that there was one defining moment when you decided that you wanted to be a musician? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think when my father was a musician, or is... And um, I always wanted to play music like him. And in seventh grade, I did classical guitar, like the class, and I didn't like it at all. But then, so I didn't take it the next year. But then eighth grade, 
I picked it up by myself with a friend in Virginia, and we started just playing together, just like extracurricular, not like as a school thing. And that's really how I decided to pursue it, just like on the side. And that's how I became interested in like actually playing music. Before that, it was it wasn't really a hobby of mine. Um, there are other like creative aspects that I had in my life, but it was never like music was my thing. Like I'd say eighth grade is where I started like picking it up as a hobby. And what kind of music were you doing then? Um, well, I was I was really into at the time, like. <laughs> Nothing like now, but it was like Led Zeppelin and Switchfoot and Foo Fighters, that kind of thing. Oh, that's quite a mix. Yeah, those were like my first like three favorite bands in middle school, that is. And I... Felt you leave softly through the trees. The distance made me weak. The only heart I wish to seek, and I felt you.
Okay, now we've been busy talking about your background. How about we use that as a segue into Roots, the first Washa release? Was there a purpose to the EP or was it a collection of songs? Um, it was kind of both. It was, um, I was writing it over like my first year as like being an artist, like being Washa, you know, like before it was just like I'd released one song just as like Dwight Pendleton. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I wanted to have like an, like an artist name, an artist brand. So I was just writing it over the course of the first year. And in retrospect, it is more of a collection of songs. But to me, it was also like kind of written just through the emotions that I experienced throughout that year. And it was more of like a concept album, even more than this, this one that I just released in The Bright, in that it was written more through emotion, not through like literal like meaning, because a lot of the lyrics aren't just like straightforward. So what was happening in that year that made you want to put it into your music? Um, well, a lot of what I was going through that year is just um, a lot of just stretching through maturing into like being on my own and being in a new environment and just growing in that aspect and also growing as a musician and as a writer, learning how to you know write a song of my own because before then I would always write um, either with... Um, my other friend who I first started playing guitar with in eighth grade, I would write with him. Or I would just um, not really like work on my own stuff by myself. I would, but it, not really seriously. So in that, I was trying to develop my sound as an artist. The roots unknown root my soul Dry with the leaves God search beneath So oh, oh, oh.
Dwight, do you find that your Christian faith influences your lyrics, or do you keep that separate from your music? I think it definitely influences it, but I like to take a more artistic standpoint on it just to fully portray to every audience, regardless of faith, the emotion and the intentions of the song and of the lyrics so as to not close the box around the meaning behind the song. Whereas if it were just about the faith or just about the artistic standpoint, uh, one audience is going to be shut out. And so that's why I try to use both. But overall, I would say I have a heavier inclination on the artistic standpoint. And what are your thoughts on music produced by Christians? Really, is there art in their music? I think there's definitely art. Because to say that there's not would be taking away just from their hard work and their creativity. Um, I do believe that there's room for growth, just as there's room for growth in the art that I've created and am creating. But um, I don't know. I would definitely like to see more artists who are striving to break out of the similarity, not only in Christian music, but in music in general, just because I feel like it's become so much about entertainment more than um, creativity or artistry. And marketability. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's true. Hey, this is Dwight Pendleton of Washa, and you're listening to The Antidote.
August, Washa released The Bright Part One. When I was in touch with you about setting up this interview, I described it as an EP, but you told me it was actually the first part of an album. What's the distinction between the two? Um, really, it was more of a business decision than anything. Um, there's no difference between the two, except that I figured that a listener who hasn't heard of my music or hasn't heard of me as an artist before is more likely to listen to two sets of four songs than one set of eight or nine. Um, so I just used that as a promotion, a, um, a marketing endeavor to um, gather fans and just to continue to um, establish my brand as an artist. But it's the same, the same album. Like once I release part two, I'm going to release it as a whole, like on 
a more like well-known music platform. Your bio states that you suffered depression for 18 years. The song All Is Not Lost describes that experience, but do you want to elaborate on it? Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, I spoke on um, speaking to people who are in darkness but are unaware of it. And that was definitely what I went through just because I was so used to just feeling like a blanket, like a cloud over me that um, I just thought that was normal and I didn't, I didn't think that there was anything else. But coming down to Fort Lauderdale, I um, was surrounded by people who definitely loved me and poured into me as a person. And through that, I was able to realize that suffering depression isn't something that I have to go through like alone. And that it was just a, um, all it took for me was to realize that me as a person that I love deeply and I feel deeply and that the depression, regardless of like the initial cause, it grew and it stayed like over me in my life because it was just the perversion of me like feeling and loving deeply. It was just the exact opposite of that. And for me, like once I realized that instantly, like it was just like a weight lifted over me. And um, because of that, that's been like a huge, like definitely number one influence for this um, this album. There's other influences, but that's the primary one, at least for this uh, part one, just because um, I want to share that with people and because I know there's millions of people that go through the same thing that I did. And that's why I wrote like songs like Child and All Is Not Lost, just because I know the feeling of being numb and like not understanding why I feel like so like down and like feel like I just have like a cloud, like a blanket of darkness over me all the time. But, and I know that there's other people that deal with that, but that they don't have to, that like that can be taken away. Like so many people just think that that's normal and like they just have to like deal with it. But then with that, does that mean that the writing and recording that you're doing, you're trying to help others or is it also part of a healing process for yourself? I would say it's um, more of like an autobiography, at least with Child, just because that's like, I wrote that like right after the realization of like everything and coming out of that, just as like as a testament to like what I'd gone through and what I'd overcome. I would say it's, it's definitely to just spread the message of hope to other people that there is, that there is hope.
grasping empty roles All is not your music being so self-revealing does that ever make you feel uncomfortable um i don't think so just because my artistry is something that um i want to display willingly just because that part of me is something that isn't revealed in any other aspect in my life so when i share it with someone it's kind of like i don't know it's it's cool to share it with someone just to show them like this other side of me like whether it's like overcoming depression or just like that I write songs 
so yeah, it's it's definitely something that I am proud to present to like the public. A few minutes ago, you mentioned the song "Child," and I mean that's my personal favorite from the Bright Part One. You know, you've got the lyrics that read, "I was a child in my skin. There is a man somewhere within." But what changed within you to bring on that thought? I would say just a process of stretching and falling and getting up again and just maturing. Yeah, just that process of growth. It was really um, throughout that first year when I wrote Roots. I released Roots, and then that next summer I wrote, uh, the following summer, like a few months later, I wrote Child. So I, I wrote Child about the experiences I was having at the same time that Roots was being written and recorded. Okay, well, with both the EP Roots and the first part of The Bright, I mean, is there any one of your songs that you would consider to be the most relevant to you personally? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it would definitely be Child just because that's like the story of where I was and who I am now. You're tuned in to The Antidote on Trent Radio 92.7 FM.
guess we keep talking about the Breitbart 1, but what should we expect from Washa on the Breitbart 2? Like, do you want to give away any secrets? Well, I mean, there's going to be more songs, obviously. I don't want to advance too far into, like, different sounds, but just as I grow as an artist, like, I I grow with just developing my sound. Um, But it's definitely going to have the same, like, mood and the same messages. But um, it's going to include one song that I wrote that I, I was really debating on whether to release it on part one or part two just based on the songs that I had written and recorded I decided to pick the four that I did just because I felt like they went together the best starting off the album regardless of where they went in the album I I thought that they went together in the beginning the best but in the second part I'm going to release a song called Veins which was written like in the heart of like like my depression and um, I wrote that I, uh, I think I was like listening to a Beck song and I just remember hearing the chords to one of his songs and really feeling like the like the melody and just the chord progression display like a sense of emotion that I hadn't really heard in another song before. And as soon as I, that song finished, I, I really wanted to write a song like that that had just as much emotion in the chords as it did like the lyrics. So I wrote I wrote that song Veins and that's gonna be on part two. And it really has like a prequel sense to child. I see. Like, Child is like, this is where I am now, and Veins is like, this is where I was. Well, that's cool. When should we expect The Bright Part 2 to come out? Well, depending on how things go, because I'm planning on just promoting The Bright Part 1, just with playing some shows and other things like that. Um, You should expect it by late this year, um, possibly early next year. Well, cool. We'll be looking forward to that. Me too. (laughs) The antidote has been visited by Washa. Can you fill everybody in as to how they can find your music online? Well, I have a Facebook um, where I put all my updates and pictures and other things like that, like concerts. And that's uh, facebook.com slash Washa Music. And then you can purchase my music at washa.bandcamp.com. We've been here with Dwight Pendleton of Washa. Dwight, thanks a lot for joining The Antidote tonight. Thank you. Yeah, I had a great time, too. Thanks for asking me.
eyes from the new release, The Bright Part 1, from our featured artist, Washa. Now, if you haven't had a chance to check out the new Wednesday night evening programming on Trent Radio, it's time to start now, because from 6.30 to 7 is Growing Pains from Kaylee Morrison. At 7 p.m., Jess Grover gives us a look into the music of the artists who are on this year's Polaris prize list. Then Nathaniel Davidson joins in with Sample Sorcery as he checks into how artists use samples as an art form. The Antidote comes on air at 9, and at 10 o'clock has DJ Kai and his electronic music mix to close up the night. Next week on The Antidote, we're going to meet with the post-hardcore of Exiting the Fall and their vocalist Matt Vaccaro. And remember, if you have not had enough of the antidote, you can always head over to iTunes and check out the podcast section to pick up all past 134 episodes. But here's a taste of what to expect next Wednesday and with their song, Oh Great Captain, from Exiting the Fall. And we'll see you next week. May Yeah.